in recent months, I've seen things being done by Western governments all over the world that would have been unheard of just 10 years ago. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. From lockdowns, fining people for not taking an experimental vaccine, demanding children take this vaccine, being made a non-citizen, people going thoroughly insane over mandates, and police literally tear-gassing and beating people who are protesting these unnecessary and satanic restrictions. Well, today, my guest host is Jim Calhoun, good friend of this radio program. And I know that this has been weighing heavy on Jim's mind and mine. And Jim is going to share with you from his heart where he believes this world is today. And I hope you'll take the time to listen very carefully to what Jim Calhoun has prepared for you today. Thanks, Bob. And once again, it's great to be back on Truth to Ponder. I always enjoy my time here on Truth to Ponder. And every time I come on, I try to come on with something just a little bit different. And I know there's lots of talking heads out there and lots of people are saying the same thing. And I definitely don't want to just be a parrot and just say the same thing that everyone else is saying. But there are some issues that I do want to touch on. But each time I come on, I try to bring something just a little bit fresh, maybe just a little bit different point of view for you to ponder. Before I get on the topics that I want to talk about today, I'd like to say that I think that if you don't have God in your life, if Jesus is not your personal Lord and Savior, then you really need to rethink that. Because I think right now, the only thing that can save mankind is Almighty God. And I think the closer that we can get to God, the better. It seems like this world is just reprobate all the way through. And we can't trust the institutions of man because they're broken, they're flawed, and broken beyond repair. And I think that we need to find our refuge in Almighty God. If you're not among this group of God's children, I really think you need to rethink that. That's the only place that you're going to find real peace, real comfort, and a refuge against all this madness that's taken over the entire world. For years and years, I was a very big fan of Paul Harvey, and anybody that's got any age on him at all knew who Paul Harvey was. He was a great man, and he had a show that I looked forward to every day, even though it wasn't very long, but Paul Harvey News. And Paul Harvey had a segment at times, and he would call it Man's Inhumanity to Man. And so I'm going to borrow from Paul Harvey, and I'm going to talk about Man's Inhumanity to Man. It seems like that things have just gone so far out of kilter. It's just totally whacked, the things that are going on. And I know Bob touched on this back last week, but I want to make a comment here. This little boy in Canada, in Vancouver, that's fighting for his life with leukemia. And they say he's four years old. But in the video that I saw, and he acted more like a three-year-old. And so, if he's four, he's a lot closer to three than he is five. So here's this sweet little boy who's playing on the floor while this masked COVIDian of a person 
in the Ronald McDonald House is basically reading them an eviction notice because they're not going to give this little boy the death vax. This little boy is already being treated for leukemia. His immune system is already a mess, and he's fighting for his life, and they want to put a poison, toxin, inside this little boy on top of all of that. Plus, they want to evict the parents. Any parent out there that's ever had a sick child or a child that has died knows how evil children's illness really is. Nothing, and I repeat, nothing in this world can tear a marriage apart as bad as the death of a child. Nothing can break the heart of a family more than a child that has a terminal illness and have the director of the Ronald McDonald's house issue an eviction notice is absolutely monstrous. And while Ronald McDonald House has done good over the years, I no longer respect them. McDonald's serves food that probably could qualify more as toxic waste most of the time, but I don't pick on them because they have done some good. But this action of kicking a four-year-old out and his family in the wintertime when they're hundreds of miles away from their home and taking away one little ray of sunshine that they had and doing it very heartlessly is unforgivable. And I, for one, will never, ever, ever buy any product served, made, or owned by McDonald's. And on top of that, in Israel, all of the McDonald's in Israel, you have to show a green pass that you're quote-unquote fully vaccinated. And what does that mean from week to week? One week, you're fully vaccinated. The next week, you're considered unvaxxed if you don't get the booster. So you go in and get the booster. Then you're fully vaxxed. Then a short time later, you're considered unvaxxed and uncompliant because you need the other booster. When is it going to stop? It's not going to stop until we put a stop to it. But getting back to McDonald's in Israel, they make you prove that you have one of these green passes that you're quote-unquote fully vaccinated. And if you don't produce that, the order kiosk they have will not serve you. The screen just ignores you and reverts back to when you first saw the screen. It goes back to the default position. And so McDonald's has taken it upon themselves to be the COVID police. And McDonald's has taken it upon themselves to persecute young children who have life-threatening illness. So if you still want to support McDonald's, go ahead. That's your choice. But if you have a conscience, you'll never darken their door again. It's time that we got serious, people. Because four-year-olds who are potentially dying from leukemia, being thrown out just because they don't take an experimental jab that's against the Nuremberg Code, it's against all rules of humanity, and they're willing to throw children out on the street and young families out on the street. If you're okay with that, then you really need to rethink your value system. Because it's time we start taking this seriously. This family that doesn't have a lot of money is now faced with some horrendous choices they have to make. Why? Because of some mandate by some man-child up in Canada? 
this Justin Trudeau, who's absolutely a monster, and going along with these mandates. I've always loved Canada very much. I have very good friends from Canada, and I've been to Canada, and I've had very good experiences in Canada. But what's happening now is monstrous, and I'll never set foot in Canada again, not as long as this tyranny is going on up there like it is. It's bad enough here in the United States. We have a senile old fool that calls himself president that I don't think very many people actually voted for, who was installed, and a vice president that's nothing but a joke. And so I get it. Bad people in high places do awful things. But it seems like in Canada and in Australia, New Zealand right now, in those three places, those leaders are absolutely reprobate, beyond repair, and I don't think there's anything other than just an act of God to come in and save these situations and make them whole again. But I, for one, am never going to shop or do business with or buy food from or in any way have any dealings with these people that are actively supporting the tyrants and persecuting innocent people. This has got to stop. I know that I don't buy much from these people anyway, so I'm not going to hurt them too much. But I hope there's lots of people that follow suit and do what I do. And stop doing business with these reprobate corporations that do not have your best interest at heart. And so that video of this young family being evicted from the Ronald McDonald House in Vancouver really angers me. But I saw other instances of man's inhumanity to man. And I've got to say this about the police. I've always respected the police, and I was brought up thinking that the police were your protectors, they were your friends, they were the good guys. But I've been really rethinking that. Donald Trump did his best to put the police in a very positive light and to try to get everyone to support the police. And while I think that was a good thing, I've got to tell you what I've been thinking lately. Where were the police in Portland, Oregon, when those thugs took over downtown Portland? I know the police showed up later, but where were they to stop the whole event? Where were the police in Kenosha, Wisconsin? When Kyle Rittenhouse had to go out and try to defend his father's business because no police were to be found. Where were the police? Where were they? And where were the police in D.C., January 6, 2021, at the Capitol? Where were they? The videos I've seen, the police were standing down. Some police were unlocking the doors to let people in, and other police were motioning people to go inside the building. But where were the police to stop the initial problems? It looked to me like the police facilitated the problems. That's what it looks to me like in the videos. And that's why they're not showing a lot of the videos that were shot that day at the nation's capital. Because I think the videos will overwhelmingly prove that the patriotic people there to support Donald Trump were set up. And this person from the FBI who would not answer any questions that was posed by Senator Cruz was very telling, and it let me know that there really is something behind this thought 
that there were people in high places that were actually orchestrating some of the violence. Not that I'm a fan of Senator Ted Cruz, because what he did was kick all the patriots under the bus by saying that that was a terrorist event. So we have all these incidents that the police stood down. They just watched things happen. They let businesses burn. That in itself is evil. Now the rank-and-file police officer would say, I was just following orders. And if you get issued an order that contradicts the oath that you took to serve and protect, you're going to follow the order that's going to violate your oath? How come none of the police officers stood up to these horrible orders they were given? Not once have I heard any policeman come out and criticize their department for horrible leadership. So it makes you wonder, what's happened to our police? And I watched a video that really disturbed me out of Germany. There was something happening in the street that looked like just a simple protest. And there was a young boy, probably 14, I would imagine, on a bicycle. And he rode up close to the police that were there. There were several very large policemen. They were like six foot five, very athletic, very intimidating. And they pushed the boy on the bike. And the bike almost went down. Well, this little boy had a sister. She looked to me like she was about 11 years old. She was younger than her brother. And she didn't like the policeman pushing her brother. And so when the policeman turned his back, she ran at him and she pushed him in the back. Now, if you're six foot five and you're a big tough guy and some 11 year old girl comes and pushes you on the back, you might turn around and tell him, don't do that. But that's not what they did. They grabbed the girl and she was able to struggle and she got away and the policeman fell down. He tripped. Well, that made the policeman mad. So initially, the girl got away. She ran. But she was followed by five or six very large athletic policemen. The next time she shows up in the video, they had caught her, and they beat her unconscious. And they drug her body that looked lifeless to me. And they drug her across the street and threw her in the back of one of these police, one of these police vans that they use as a portable jail. Well, I heard later, and I can't verify this, but I heard later that she died, that the police actually beat an 11-year-old girl to death for defending her brother. Now, is that upside down? I think so. And so the police out there want everyone to obey them and respect them. And some of the police actions in Australia are atrocious, absolutely atrocious. And in New Zealand, the police are just criminal. And so I ask, where are the police departments all over the world rallying and standing up against these tyrants and all of these orders that they're hiding behind that say, well, I'm just following orders? You do know that's no excuse because in the Nuremberg trials, everyone who had the excuse that they were just following orders they were found guilty and executed anyway. And there is a development in the UK where the police officers are being served by what are called common law constables. And these are just regular people in the UK who are armed with truth and evidence. 
and they're walking up to police officers and asking them if they're under oath, meaning are you on duty and are you following the oath you took? And the videos I've seen, the officers say, yes, I'm under oath. So then they're served these papers very politely, and they're told that they're being watched. They take the officer's name. They tell them they've been served. And if they keep serving the tyrants and they keep forcing these mandatory death shots on people and people are being harmed and killed by these shots, they are now on notice that they will be held accountable, that their excuse of just following orders isn't going to work. Because I really do believe that Nuremberg II is going to happen. When all this is said and done, all these people who have stood up with the tyrants, all of the McDonald's of the world, and I've got to mention here, Costco. There was a man just the other day arrested in Costco for not wearing a mask, but he has a medical exemption because he already has respiratory problems. That didn't matter. They took him down, face down on the floor, knee on his back, hands behind his back, handcuffed and hauled out of a Costco. And he had a medical exemption. So Costco, shame on you. I'll never go back into another Costco again as long as I live. Because I, for one, am going to make a stand against these tyrannical governments and all of their helpers, all these corporations who are nothing but tyrants. I'm sick of it. I'm done with them. And shame on McDonald's. And I've seen that at Target, they have books directed at young children, ages like 6 to 12, books on how to summon demons in Target. Shame on you, Target. We're going to have to stand up as a people against this. It's just further proof that the spirit of Antichrist is alive and well and thriving on this planet right now. So we need to do what we can to fight back against this evil. But if you're a police officer and you're listening to this, I'm going to tell you, you need to rethink your position of just following orders. Because there's a whole lot more people out here than you realize that are awake. And we're watching. And lots of them are taking notes. And so you better protect and serve and just do your job that you were hired to do. And any illegal order that you get to violate someone's rights, to persecute somebody, to discriminate, there's even laws against profiling. All of these laws are being broken right now. All in the name of what? Health? So do you think it's healthy to kick a young boy out in the street that has leukemia? Does that sound healthy? Does it sound like health to you to chase down an 11-year-old girl and beat her to death? Does that sound healthy? This whole world is just absolutely nuts. And I'm blessed to live in an area that's, as far as I can tell, is about as normal as normal could be. The only masks I see are people that are not from here that are traveling through And they go to a gas station, which the last one I saw was a trucker from Canada. And he was about 28, 30 years old. He was a pretty young guy. He was wearing a mask, and the look on his face was pure terror. He ran in there and paid his bill, and he ran out because no one in there had a mask on. Well, I got news for him. There's nobody there that was sick. Not a one. There was nobody there probably worn a mask for six months maybe even a year. Most of them didn't even wear a mask in the first place. None of them were sick. There's no sickness there. That whole town is healthy. But yet this truck driver was terrified to be around people that were 
normal. Think about that. Here's normal people just sitting down having coffee, and other people were just buying their gas and doing some shopping in their little convenience store. And this guy comes in like an absolute terrified animal, runs in, basically throws his money and runs out. And it's not because he was running late with his freight. I could see the look on his eyes as he was looking at everybody in there that didn't have a mask. Is that a good way to live? Is that good for humanity? I think not. And so we have a whole lot of things upside down right now. And getting back to man's inhumanity to man, all these rumors of wars that are surfacing all over the world. For millennia, there's been wars and rumors of wars. But the consequences that would happen if any of these rumors become fact, if any of these rumors become more than just rumors and become actual war, are greater than any time in mankind to cause mass destruction on a scale we can't even imagine. Right now, we have a very inept government in Washington. The approval rating is finally starting to match some of the performance, but I don't know how they can have an approval rating of over 2%. I actually don't, because this is a very bad group of people we have. None of them were elected, including Biden. None were elected, and the people he's appointed are atrocious. And these people are trying to negotiate with Russia as Russia tries to defend its own border from having potential nuclear weapons put on their border aimed at Moscow. Now, if you're old enough to remember the Cuban Missile Crisis, we're doing that in reverse. President Kennedy was faced with having nuclear weapons 90 miles off the United States coast. He found out that it would only take five minutes for those missiles to reach Washington, D.C. And so he rightfully demanded that Russia take these missiles away or else we were going to take them out. That was the right thing to do. Well, now NATO and the United States want to put missiles right up against the Russian border aimed at Moscow. So Moscow says, hey, we don't want these here. And so far, NATO and the United States have not negotiated in good faith. It's almost like they see this COVID narrative falling apart, and so they need to have a new crisis. So therefore, they're willing to risk nuclear war and the potential slaughter of millions just because they're inept, they're reprobate, and they're just horrible people. They're stupid people. And we're going to have to take control of our government. If they let this get out of hand, I hate to say this, but the way I see it, it's all on the Biden administration of what's happening right now. The Russians are not being aggressive. I know the mainstream media says Russia's gathering all these troops on the border. Russia is moving troops around inside Russia. What is wrong with a country moving troops around in their own country? There's nothing. That happens all the time. And so using that as an excuse and calling that Russian aggression while they're moving troops inside their own country is absolutely ludicrous. While we are trying to put weapons of mass destruction in Ukraine, that's what this is all about, is NATO installing weapons in the Ukraine 
and including the Ukraine, is a member of NATO. And the only reason that the Russian army is massing on their border is because the Ukrainian army is doing the same in their country. So Russia matched what the Ukraine is doing. This could probably be pretty easy to solve if adults would get together and solve it. And I've been reading all about the negotiations, both from Russian sources and the United States. And although I'm a proud American and I stand for my country all the time, this, I have to honestly say, is the fault of NATO and the United States trying to poke the bear, so to speak. But the places we have to look at is the Russian and Ukraine border. Things are not good there. And thanks to NATO and the United States not negotiating in good faith, things are deteriorating fast. And then also the overthrow of the government in Kazakhstan that was tried here a while back. There's lots of evidence that our own CIA and also British intelligence had a hand in it, that these were actually hired mercenaries that came into that country to take over that country for the same reason. NATO wants to have Ukraine involved in their membership is to put missiles on the Russian border. And there's no need for it. None whatsoever. And then, of course, you always have the North and South Korea angle of some sort of a war starting. And North Korea just successfully launched a supersonic missile. And the miles per hour, I think it went, was over 7,000 miles per hour. And so that would make the North Koreans very formidable with such a weapon. And Iran, who is an ally with Russia, is always on the verge of getting into it with Israel. And so if Israel and Iran get into it, then you know Russia will join on the side of Iran, and you know we'll join in the side of Israel, and you know that World War III is definitely in full swing. That'll encompass the entire planet. And there continues to be tensions on the India-China border, and then again, China and Taiwan is an absolute mess. Then you have the governments who are at war with their own people. Make no mistake, the Australian and New Zealand and Canadian governments are all at war with their own people. France is at war with its own people. And it seems the United States is gearing up to go to war against its own people, building concentration camps and having Washington State and New York State demanding that people who are not vaccinated be rounded up and thrown into camps. Of course, it'll be for their own safety. Do you believe it's for their own safety? Well, I don't. I think it's persecution. So we have an awful lot of places in the world right now that are really hot spots. And we need to see this man's inhumanity to man for what it is. It's the spirit of Antichrist. And on the other side of this break, I'll pick up where I left off. And thank you, Jim, for being my guest host today here on Truth to Ponder. I'm so glad that so many of you listen. I'm hearing from a lot of folk that are listening on shortwave. And if you'd be kind enough just to take a moment of your time to send me an email if you can. And by the way, as I've been promising, I'm not harvesting email addresses. I'm not collecting all these emails to send you a bunch of stuff all the time. I made a promise that I'm not going to do that. Now, if you want to be in a mailing list, that's a whole different story. But if you're letting me know about how you're listening, it's just to help me be a better steward 
of where the income goes to buy airtime. I'm, I'm an unpaid employee, just so you know. And if you really believe in the work and you want to see us stay on shortwave and grow on shortwave and even maybe domestic radio down the road, would you consider a gift made payable to Ancient Word Radio? That's Ancient Word Radio. And our mailing address is 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's Highway 85 North, number 3248. Once again, 5753 Highway 85 North, number 3248. And we are in Crestview, Florida. That's Crestview, Florida. And the zip code is 32536. That's zip code again, 32536. If you're sending me an email about how you're listening to the radio program, you can go, you can send an email to me directly, bob at truth, the number two ponder.com. That's bob at truth, the number two ponder.com. Once again, I'm not trying to harvest an email list. I'm just trying to get an idea of how you listen. I've been hearing from North Carolina. I've been hearing from Minnesota. I've been hearing from Mississippi, New York, a lot from New York State recently, and even in Canada. And so I appreciate all the correspondence. Now, we're going to take a break, and we will be right back. This is Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. The Secret of Bakar, coming up. Shalom Aleichem, this is the nice Jewish boy, Jonathan Kahn, your Jewish connection, bringing you the riches of your Jewish roots in Jesus. Now get your pen out as fast as you can so you don't miss out on receiving a special free gift you're going to get and love in a moment. Now in Matthew 7, 7, Messiah says, seek and you shall find. But now there's a, a real key here. There's a secret here. See, in Hebrew, which he spoke, Hebrew Aramaic, the word for seek is bakar. Now, this is not just a nice little gentle word. Bakar is a heavy word. It's a violent word. Bakar means to plow, to turn over, to, to break forth. You see, it's not gentle. You see, God didn't just call us to seek, nice seek the Lord, but to plow forward, you know, to overcome, you know, to turn over, do whatever you have to do to seek the Lord. You see, true seeking is linked to plowing. You have to persevere. Sometimes it takes work. Sometimes you feel like giving up, but you got to keep going. You know, the Lord causes our hearts to be plowed. It says, break up your fallow ground. You know, get your life turning for God. Get your life seeking. Get it turned to receive the blessings of God. So those who seek are those who plow seek. You plow with breakthrough actions. So the point is, you know what? You want to seek the Lord, you want the blessing, then seek him with all your heart and press and press and press. Even when it's hard, you're going to break through. There's going to be a breaking forth. There's going to be a, a break for you and the Lord. But you need to break up your fallow ground and his blessings will rain upon you. Seek, plow, and you shall find. Want more? Ask for Ask, Seek, and Knock. <laughs> ask for it. Now the free gift for you. What if you discover the place where the lost Ark of the Covenant was? Well, this is an awesome discovery, just as awesome. The mystery, the temple doors, you'll love it. It's our free gift to you. And Sapphire's daily spiritual vitamins guaranteed to revitalize your walk. Or a free New Testament. How do you get all this free? Well, just remember Jesus' Hebrew name, Yeshua, and you dial it. That's it. It's easy. Just dial 1-800-YESHUA-1. You will be blessed, but call now. That's 1-800-YESHUA-1. 
Now, Jewish people brought you the blessings of salvation. I invite you to join with me to bring it back to them. Bless those who blessed you and unreach, reach the unreached peoples from every nation and tribe and tongue. It's amazing. You can actually blanket the earth with the gospel on shortwave radio. We do it every week. You can have a part in it. Just call 1-800-YESHUA-1. You'll be blessed. That's Y-E-S-H-U-A-1. Now, you can write me direct. Here's how. Just write to the nice Jewish boy, Box 1111, Lodi, L-O-D-I, New Jersey, 07644. It's Box 1111, Lodi, New Jersey, 07644. Till next time, this is Jonathan Kahn saying, keep your hands to the plow, my friend, in Messiah Tikvatenu, our hope. Welcome back to the second half of Truth to Ponder. This is Jim Calhoun sitting in for Bob Behrman today. And I want to fill you in on a few updates. The shortwave transmitter that Bob has been working on is coming right along. And soon, I think the testing will commence. And soon after that, the transmitter will be fully operational. That's going to greatly increase the footprint of Truth to Ponder on shortwave radio. And I know Bob's real excited about it, and he's put in a lot of time, effort, and money in making this project happen. So things are looking up in that department, and we're really happy about it. I know that Bob has worked hard enough that he's ready for some time off from being a technician, but I know deep down he loves working with electronics. And so he's had a good time. But I think that his efforts are going to be well rewarded. And it's going to put another signal of shortwave across North America that is going to be, I think, second to none as far as the footprint coming through and hitting places that are right now a little bit spotty. I know here in Nebraska, I hear truth to ponder on WRMI. And some nights it comes in pretty good. Other nights, not so well. And then sometimes, depending on what time of year it is, I listen to Truth to Ponder on KVOH. And KVOH comes in really good in the summer, but in the winter, not a peep. And so this new transmitter is going to take care of that. It's going to be a blowtorch right through the center of the United States. But it's going to go coast to coast, all the way through United States and Canada. And I believe it's going to have enough power to pop over the North Pole and hit Northern Europe as well. And so there's very exciting things happening at Truth to Ponder. And I know Bob is really working hard on projects that he's got coming in the ministry, both in radio and in personal ministry. And so keep Bob Behrman in your prayers. And if you can, please send your support. And if nothing else, please help spread the word about Truth to Ponder and tell your friends to tune in. That would be greatly appreciated. And I want to do an update on a past show. I mentioned a little town called Stapleton, Nebraska. Well, I've been there several times since. And now Stapleton, Nebraska has a whole bunch of faithful listeners to Truth to Ponder. So I'm really happy to hear that. But there was a business that I did not go in and give a report on. Because the day I was there to check everything out, they were closed. 
But this business is called Sublime Boutique. And when you think of a town of 300, of having a boutique, you think it would be very small, very quaint, and possibly not worth your time to drive any distance at all to go to a really small town to a boutique. But nothing could be further from the truth, because the Sublime Boutique in Stapleton, Nebraska, is a store that's nice enough and big enough and fully stocked enough to be in any major city in the United States and hold its own. I couldn't believe it. As I walked into that store, it was like walking into a store in Denver or Dallas or a place like that. And people drive for miles and miles to go shop at this store. So just add another business to Stapleton, Nebraska. That's absolutely awesome. And I've since talked to the chamber again, and they said that they indeed did have these meetings, that they did not want their town to die. So again, if your town is dying, or you want to resurrect your town, look to Stapleton, Nebraska as your example. These folks know how to do it, and better yet, they've done it. And last time I was on Truth to Ponder, I talked about reaching out to people who are feeling all alone, people that this COVID nonsense has isolated. Well, I've been reaching out to people, and I've really been blessed by it. And so I'm going to say that it's been a very positive experience because I'm making new friends. And I think that making new friends is always a good thing. But in this world right now, friendship seems to be, shall we say, tenuous at times. Because right now, people are being divided on religion, on race, on vaccination status, on political views, on everything. It's just divide, divide, divide. And so if you can make some new friends who are like-minded, that's a good thing. And so again, I'm going to say that reaching out has really helped me, and I know I've helped others. So it's a good thing to reach out. And before I move on with other topics, I'm going to recap one more thing. I've had several people ask for my book, How to Survive Hard Times, which I have available free of charge, and I'll send that to you absolutely free. And this book really will help you survive the hardest of times. And I want to tell everybody that I'm not out there harvesting email addresses. As soon as I send you this book, I hit delete. And your email address is never used again. Unless you want to contact me, I'll email you back. But I don't have any lists. I'm not gathering anything. I'm not going to try to sell you anything. I'm not going to contact you in any way, shape, or form, except send you this free copy of How to Survive Hard Times. So if you'd like to have a copy, send Bob an email, bob at truth2ponder.com. Again, that's bob at truth2ponder.com, and he'll forward that to me, and I'll get the book right out to you. The second half of the show, I wanted to explore what I think is a very fast-growing new religion, and that's a religion of science. Better yet, we should call it a cult of science. How many of us have heard in this last couple years, follow the science? I know I've heard it many times, and I'm sick of hearing it, because the science that they say to follow is all bought and paid for and flawed, 
or else it's political science. Because one perfect example of their saying, follow the science, that's absolutely unscientific, is those worthless masks everybody's wearing that do absolutely nothing but restrict your breathing, bring your oxygen levels down, and help spread bacterial pneumonia. They are very effective at doing some very harmful things to you, but they're not effective in the least of stopping a virus. But in my opinion, this scientific cult that's being created is very destructive, very antichrist, very reprobate, and very evil. The things being done in the name of science right now are absolutely atrocious. All the GMO and the gerrymandering of all the different genes and RNA and DNA to try to create new plants and new animals is absolutely evil. They've made all sorts of movies and all sorts of books have been written about evil scientists with their evil experiments, making evil monsters and evil viruses and things like that. We now live in that world. And yet, the masses are not standing up and saying, by what authority are you altering the genetics of plants and animals on this planet? By what right do you have to create viruses in labs? And all over the world, you have these level 4 viral labs that have all these very deadly viruses stored in these labs. But they're doing experiments. Lots of them they do the gain of function to try to make the viruses even more deadly. So you got to ask yourself, what kind of science is that? Why do these labs exist? What do they do there? What are their safety protocols? And by what right do they have to be playing with the health of the entire human species with viruses that could wipe out millions? Now, back in the old Frankenstein movies, all the villagers would grab their torches and they'd charge up the mountain and they'd burn down the castle. I'm not saying we need to burn down these labs, but in the real world, we need to look at these labs like they're Frankenstein's castle. And Dr. Frankenstein is creating a monster. We have to look at these labs in that light because that is exactly what's going on. And I'm starting to hear stories about our food supply being laced with nanoparticles. And also, I've heard several reports, and I'm trying to verify it, that they're using fertilizer at the large-scale corporate farms that are human waste, not only from sewage, but human remains. If this is true, this needs to stop. In this report that I just heard this morning, people's bodies being dissolved and added to fertilizer came from a very reputable source. I need to verify it, but if that's true, we're now living in the world of Soylent Green. So to worship at the altar of science is absolutely evil. And science right now is doing a whole lot of horrible things with fetal tissue from aborted babies. They're using it in makeups. They're using it in lotions. They're trying to put aborted fetal tissue in all sorts of consumer goods. Now, who knows what's in these vaccines? But I've heard from several sources that these vaccines, or these so-called vaccines that are actually clot shots, use 
Part of their ingredients comes from aborted babies. So we have science that's run amok. And anytime you have true science that is research and asking questions, finding answers, and then being able to prove their answers in a lab and then reprove it, that kind of science is out the window. It's all now science by consensus. So if 50 scientists say one thing and 10 scientists say another, well, the 50 scientists are always right because consensus says the majority agree with the one opinion. That's not science. Science is nothing more than facts that can be proved mathematically, logically, can be proved and reproved again. True science does not censor other scientists that have opposing points of view. And there's a group of scientists of over 60,000 who have came out against these COVID-19 clot shots, these death jabs. They've come out against the mandates. They've come out against the protocol of how to treat these COVID patients. They've come out against the way that ivermectin and hydroxychloroquine have been demonized. And what happened to these 60,000 scientists and doctors? They've all been threatened to have their license revoked. Several doctors, they've tried to commit them in asylums for the insane because because they're going against the narrative. In that way, they're trying to ruin their career. They're trying to shut down these scientific labs. They're trying to cut off all their research because these people do not agree with the tyrants. That's not true science. And so there are good scientists out there. There are people who are actually doing honest research, people that are not trying to play God. They're just trying to figure out how the world works, and they study what God created. But there's another group of scientists who want to play God. They're the ones that alter the DNA. They're the ones that try to grow a human ear on the back of a rat. The people that are combining spiders and monkeys and human DNA all together, coming up with these absolutely horrendous creatures that they're trying to make. So they're trying to play God. And one thing these people have in common is they all walk in lockstep. And they have a vast majority of people that blindly say, follow the science, that believe that science is right no matter what. And they look at all these true scientists, the ones that are saying, hey, wait a minute, this isn't science. Well, they're ostracized. And they have the masses look at them and say, these people are kooks. We shouldn't listen to them. We should censor them. Well, it's my opinion that if you get censored off of YouTube, that you're actually speaking the truth. Because one thing YouTube cannot handle right now, and that's truth. And so when you have a scientist get on YouTube or a doctor and explain what's really going on and you find that they've been removed from YouTube, you need to search them out because what they're saying is more than likely true because the powers that be, the tyrants, all these reprobates, one thing they cannot handle, and that's truth, because truth to them is like a crucifix to a vampire. They can't handle it. It drives them crazy. So what they do with truth is simply shut it down. So when a scientist or a doctor comes on and says that ivermectin 
will help cure someone from COVID. All of a sudden, they claim that that's misinformation. They shut them down. But yet, worldwide, millions have been saved with ivermectin. And so this new group of scientists that are a new religion, they can't handle the truth. Everything has to be their narrative. But they walk in lockstep. And so when you see lots of people walking in lockstep doing the wrong thing, you know that they're part of this cult, and you don't want to have anything to do with them. And how these scientists get roped in is that they're threatened to lose their funding if they don't give in to what the tyrants or what the cult wants them to do. Now, the true scientists will decline, and they'll say, I'll find my funding elsewhere. But the ones that are there just for a fast buck, they'll do anything for their funding. If their funding says, I'll give you a billion dollars if you prove one plus one is three, they'll say, sure. They don't have any problem with it, even though they know full well that one plus one does not equal three. If they're paid to prove it, they'll come up with some way to scientifically prove that one plus one is three, and then the brainwashed masses will say, follow the science. It's just maddening to me what's going on. And also inside these scientific cults are a lot of secret societies where they have meetings and brag about how many people their vaccines will kill and how much the world population needs to be brought down. There was a man in a scientific meeting who was a top scientist, and this happened in Texas. He went in front of a room full of scientists and talked about how he would like to see Ebola be developed in an aerosol form and sprayed to eliminate 90% of the population. Now, Ebola is a very evil disease, and it liquefies your organs, and you die a very excruciating death. So this scientist was advocating for an airborne version of Ebola. And what was very shocking is for his views, this man got a standing ovation from the scientists that were at this meeting. So there's secret societies like this where they say this behind closed doors. This same man was asked, how would your little speech be received by the outside world? And he just smiled and said, the outside world never hears this kind of a speech. I only give this speech when I'm in the company of fellow scientists. That tells you a lot. So we have scientists that are meeting behind closed doors trying to discuss the fate of humanity. By what right do they have to do this? Well, they have no right. It's just the spirit of Antichrist driving these people. It's extremely satanic. And all of these scientists think they have free reign to do anything they want. There should be something called ethics in science. There used to be, but not anymore. Ethics is something that is out the window. And right now, scientific ethics need to be brought back. And when this whole mess is over, I hope these scientists are held to account for all the evil they've done and all the harm they've done. Because the monies they're getting, in my opinion, is nothing but blood money. And again, I ask, who give these people permission to alter God's creation? By what authority do they have to do what they do? to create new viruses, to release them on the public. By what authority? And this Dr. Fauci, who is unelected, 
By what authority does this evil little man have any right to dictate policy to we the people? And not only we the people of the United States, there's governments worldwide that are letting Dr. Fauci influence their decisions, if not actually make the decisions by himself. And one thing these scientists in this cult have been doing for years is they try to use their science to prove that God does not exist, while at the same time they try to prove that they are just like God, they can create. They do everything in their power to disprove creation, to disprove God, and to disprove the Bible and all of God's creation. These people use misdirection and misinformation to try to muddy the waters and confuse people. They're masters at it, and they use their allies, the mainstream media, to push their propaganda. And at all costs, they have to control the narrative. And so on every issue that involves science, this corrupt cult of science has to control the narrative. If you're right, and you're trying to be helpful and you come out, you're threatened, you're ridiculed, you're impugned, and you're canceled. But if you're willing to spread the propaganda and spread the lies and serve the tyrants and serve the spirit of Antichrist, then you have a job, it's secure, you get all your money, and you become very secure. And so I have to say, God bless the scientists that I consider true scientists, the ones that are not afraid to be bullied, the ones that are not afraid to lose their license, the ones that are not afraid of all this spirit of Antichrist because they want to come out and speak truth. I'm definitely not anti-science. We have to support the good scientists of the world. I love science, but I've seen modern science be corrupted beyond repair. And so you have to seek out the websites and seek out the places where you can see the true science going on and listen to these people as they speak truth and try to spread light on this very dark subject that the world is going through right now. Modern science is not really for we the people, because if it was, they wouldn't be spending so much time and money developing weapons of mass destruction, nuclear weapons, viruses, chemical warfare, all the things that scientists do to develop ways to kill their fellow man or to enslave their fellow man. Modern science right now, the way it's set up, this cult, is very reprobate, very evil. And so when someone comes up to you and says, follow the science, you need to look at them and just say, what science are you talking about? Because right now, when they say follow the science, these people more than likely are saying follow the cult. And that's the last thing we want to do is follow some cult. And make no mistake, modern science has become a cult. And we must do our best to resist these people. Once again, I'd like to thank Bob Bierman for having me guest host today. This hour always goes so fast when I'm visiting with the folks on Truth to Ponder. And I want you to keep supporting Truth to Ponder in every which way you can. 
Because right now, truth is something that's getting to be very rare. And you find truth on this show. And I look forward to listening to Bob Bierman every day. Some days I don't get to hear him because I'm so busy. And on those days, I kind of feel empty. And so fortunately, Truth to Ponder is also available on podcast. So make sure you visit Bob's website at truth, the number two, ponder.com, truth to ponder.com, and check out his website, and you can catch all of his episodes right there at Truth to Ponder. And also, he's got a link to all the different places that carry his podcast. But I want to tell all the listeners, thank you so much for your contacting me. I do appreciate it. And I also thank you for contacting Bob Bierman. And so I'd like to wish everyone all the best. And until next time, I'm at this microphone. Be well, be strong, and most of all, replace fear with faith. And once again, Jim, I want to thank you for taking the time out of your very busy schedule in Nebraska. I know it's cold this time of year up there, but you still have still have a lot of work to be doing to help me out to to make sure that we have a broadcast for every day of the week. It's been weighing heavy on my heart to use this program to help others begin to launch their own ministries, their own works. That maybe I can maybe I should share this platform with others and and use this gift of international short wave. Sure, it's legacy media. But a lot of people are still listening. And in many places where the internet is censored or hard to get, and there are places that are like that, or metered or expensive, International Shortwave gets through for free. If you believe in the work we're doing, by the way, tomorrow I plan to have a guest, and that'll be Edward Zoll from Crosstalk News. You may remember him from being the host and correspondent at True News. I've known Edward for a number of years, and and I hope to have him on tomorrow to talk about his ministry. If you believe in what we're doing and want to keep the airwaves open on shortwave, why not consider a gift made payable to Ancient Word Radio? That's Ancient Word Radio. And the mailing address is Truth to Ponder, 5753, Highway 85 North, number 3248. That's 5753, Highway 85 North, number 3248. And we are in Crestview, Crestview, Florida, 32536. That's Crestview, Florida, 32536. By the way, you can support us from our website, which is truth, the number two ponder.com. This has been Truth to Ponder with Bob Bierman. To find out more, visit our website, Truth, the number two, and the word ponder.com. That's truth, the number two, ponder.com. Truth to ponder, shining the light of truth in a darkening world.